Hello guys, I am Ricardo de la Blanca. During the last 20 years, I've been working in different parts of the world where I met very interesting people. People who accomplish what seems impossible. People who make mistakes. Fun and passionate people. People from whom we are going to learn what no school or university can teach. We're going to learn from leaders. My brother, Scott Moss. I'm so, so happy you accept to be in these calls, brother. For the people that don't know, or let's put it in, this, in a different way. For the people that don't live in Miami, because everybody that lives in Florida knows this guy because he's the builder of the city. All the major construction, the stadium, the waste, everything is made by lovely Scott Moss. So, uh, but the rest of the people that don't, don't know him is the CEO of Moss Construction, a huge, amazing company that is not just building in Florida, but is really doing an amazing job in the whole United States. In fact, it's one of the private construction companies, the biggest construction company in the US. Uh, but the most beautiful thing, Scott, that I told you many times is how are you as a brother, as a friend, is insane that in a position of power, in a position of such a big responsibility, you can be so nice, so humble, so, so incredible. So I'm, I'm super, super uh, grateful to be your friend, brother, and, and, uh, and also share this passion that we have for Harvard and YPO and, and all the things that we are learning there. So Scott, thank you again for being here. The idea of this course, as you know, is to change a little bit the perspective of the people in this moment of pandemic and, uh, and now also the revolution, you know, the, the racial and this and that. Oh my God, it's like a little bit crazy. I think it's important to show the world that we have been in really tough situation before and it's just the attitude that we put in every single situation but we are, what is going to help us be success or you know stay stuck right there so the idea scott is tell us a little bit more about your life the challenge you have been facing and then i'm going to ask you some questions that all the leaders are asking to to have kind of a common thing so again i love you thank you for being here and tell us your story uh, Ricardo, great to be here. And uh, I already feel better. I, I think the words of affirmation is definitely my love language. So I I'm filled up by that. So uh, super nice that you say all those things. Uh, and it is a team. It's a, it's a rather big team of Moss Construction. It's, uh, it's about 700 today. And uh, we started in 2003, 2004. Uh, my father had uh, retired, quote unquote, from a big corporate life. I actually happened to work for the same company as a project manager, but there was many, many levels in between us. Um, and so we literally started, um, and, and my brother is also in the business. We started with just me, him, and a computer at the end of the day. And with the idea that people work with people and people that they, they love and respect and, and, um, and they enjoy working with. And so, that was the aspect that we started the business with. And so we had 15 people after the first year. And then his non-compete quickly uh, ran out after 18 months. And in relatively short time, in about four months, we hired 100 people from his former employee that wanted to go work with us in this new, new company. And, and what's so interesting is, um, you know, uh, we talk about these points and they're points of inflection, you know, uh, Bob and myself. And, you know, I had a chance actually from an inflection point to stay with that company, which is still a great company today. 
or I had a chance to go create something. And so, you know, you have, you have an idea that you can be a victim in those situations, or you can go help create something inside that company or create something outside that company. And I chose uh, to create something with my father and my brother that's pretty special. And with all the people now that have been leading Moss for, for, now, for now 16 years, 16, 17 years. And it's, a, it's been a fantastic journey, to say the least. And so... But, but, it, um, but it's incredible that just in 16 years, oh my God, all the things yeah. that you had done. Yeah. So it's, it, and you know what? Now that I'm thinking, I, I'm going to ask Beth that sent me some pictures. I'm going to put at the same time we're talking just to show the people, oh my God, the amazing, uh, you know, structure and, and, and buildings and ways that you have been doing. So it's, it's, it's insane. And talk, yeah. and talk super good about your family and you, because these guys, in some way, they, they were working in a bigger company and yes. made, this, made this bet. Um, and, you know, going with you, it means a lot. They, they, it's, it's about trust. It's about leadership. Yeah, yes, exactly. And, and, you know, we, we all worked for large companies where there was a certain amount of bureaucracy where you couldn't entrepreneurially do things. And so we run our business way different than a large kind of bureaucratic, um, and this is no offense to accountants, lawyers, and bankers, I mean, they, they set up such, such stringent rules, it's really hard to operate as an entrepreneur in those. And so us with this entrepreneurial base, we attracted a lot of great talent, loves to build, uh, loves to uh, do well in business and also care for people. And, and what's kind of funny is that last one now has become our first one as we go through this pandemic and also this moment of sadness around where America is with race relations and police relations. And so it's kind of funny how that last point ends up becoming the first point that really differentiates us compared to larger companies or different companies. It's true. And also when you were describing um, how, the, the, how you make the company totally different, it's absolutely true. And, and in fact, uh, I've been seeing your team and it's true. You, you can be in some way understood like a technology tech, tech company that make construction. So because you are yeah, super yeah. disruptive, you are super implemented. So for example, uh, when I met some of your teams, they are always having this opportunity to bring something new to the table, make small mistakes, learn from the mistakes. And we're talking about a very traditional industry. And, yes. you, are, and you are having a very different kind of techie, modern, uh, uh, this could be amazing, no, in, in terms of results. Yes, exactly. And, and, it, and it's, uh, what it ends up doing is it puts all the decisions where the decisions should be and it's at the project level and with the client directly. And so this level that the client doesn't feel like they have to go all the way to the mountaintop to get a decision to go to do something different. And so the client feels like, hey, I, I work with the team there. And in construction, it's all about who, who, is, who are the people in the shirts at the job. It really doesn't matter about me. Let's just, I'm going to say that. It doesn't matter about me. The only thing I, that we bring, Bob and, our, and my dad, and the rest of our leadership team, it's our job to make sure we have the best people in the shirts, right? And we give them the best tools. And then we let them rip. We let them just go. And, and so, and I think we do. We have some really great people. And so when, I, when, I, when someone's asking me, how do you pick a contractor? Don't pick the brand, because the brand does not matter. Pick the people that are going to be on your job. And even if we lose a job and they say, hey, they, they, have better, they felt like they have better people, then that's the horse you're riding. 
And so that's the way we approach the business. It's, it's, it's absolutely true. Uh, well, Scott, um, and I, since you are, you have 13 years or 16, how many, 13 or 16? 16, 16, 16 years. 16 yeah. years in the market. So you, you face the, the shock, the, the, the economic, you know, maybe 10 years ago. So how, yeah, how yeah. was this situation? Tell me a little bit more about that. So, so yeah, so I, I described a little bit about how we, we quickly uh, gained staff 100. We actually grew to 350 by the time 08 came around. Wow. And so uh, we, we went from $22 million in volume all the way in three years up to $650 million in volume, right? So crazy, crazy growth. And so at that point, you had this, uh, you know, the first financial, what is, you know, the financial recession. And uh, the financial recession really hit hard on us because we were doing a lot of condos and some apartments. So all, those, all that condo work went away. There was too much uh, inventory. And so the work just stopped and also went away from a private perspective too. I mean, a public perspective, because we also did schools and we did prisons and jails. And, and so all of those got canceled as well. Wow. So, um, you know, we, so we shrunk all the way down. We had to lay off, unfortunately, 200, 200 team members, which uh, was a little rough. So we got back to 140 and we are only doing $200 million for the work a year, which is a, it's a medium sized contractor. Now, Mind you, we did set up, when we started the company, we said, oh, you know, our goal would be $100 million to be a little regional player. So we were already twice as large as we thought we'd be, right? And so, you know, as, as we come out of the recession, um, we're an opportunistic group, meaning uh, we're flexible. A lot of big, big contractors and uh, big businesses, they do, they're not flexible on what kind of business they'll get in. So we... We accept just about any phone calls as it relates to, hey, it's production, hey, it's gonna be a renovation project. And, and two of those were solar back in 08, 09. Someone said, hey, come out and watch these guys do this and help us get them get more efficient. And so that's how our solar business started. And I'll touch on solar a little later. And then second is uh, we got called to a meeting and they said, hey, we want you to renovate a couple houses. Well renovate a couple of houses and we're like, why? What's going on? Well, there's sulfur inside this drywall. So it's Chinese drywall. And we're like, well, we're not really renovation, but tell me about the whole problem. Okay. Well, we have about 15,000 houses to renovate from here to Houston. And we're like, okay, now we can help. <laughs> we can help with 15,000. Oh and gosh. so, and so we, we went on this, we, you know, and they were, had a huge lawsuit. Uh, and so they thought they were going to spend billions and they spend a lot less than billions on this problem because we set up a program for, and I think we roughly end up, you know, about, about 10,000 settled or something like that. And we ended up doing about 5,000 houses from here to Houston. Wow. Renovate them all the way back to the studs, go back in and move and help, help the people that are on the houses move them back in. So then they don't smell that rotten egg smell that they smell. Um, and actually it was really bad for uh, electronics. And so, so that, that kind of open-mindedness where we embrace opportunities um, is part of our core values, right? And so that's one of the reasons why we'll continue to grow is we're all about, hey, you want us to do this? Okay, we can do this under these conditions. And then, boom, uh, you can see. Another way to describe you in some way, you are a problem-solving company with huge expertise yeah. in construction, right. plus heavy, 
management technology, correct. blah, blah, blah. So correct, correct. It's a, it's a, it's a correct. Yeah, no, that's, that's a bad way to look at it. And, and when you look at the jobs, they're typically really complicated jobs that we end up excelling at um, because that's the challenges that uh, we like. And also the market will pay a little extra for that kind of service. And so, and so then, so if you kind of think about it from 08, 09, and in 11, um, we had kind of a, a, a change because you're coming out of the recession now, and now condos uh, are now, the uh, vacancy is, is, is super low. And um, we had a lot of good clients that had good deals on the land they had, and they were going to build apartments, and all of a sudden condos started selling super fast. And so... Uh, we ended up um, changing, if you will, the skyline of Brickle, Mary Brickle Village, uh, building Brickle Heights, SLS Lux, uh, 1010, Flatiron. When you look at the massive amounts of concrete that's been in place, it's just unbelievable. I know, it's crazy. And our, our team crushed it, and it was, and our, and our clients, uh, clients absolutely just crushed it, and so good for them. Um, you were also, you were also, uh, and, and it's, uh, it's nice also what you're doing that you you never stop and you never. Um, I mean, it's not that you just do one kind of construction. You are again problem solving in this field and whatever come in this field more or less. You you can you have the capacity with your team to understand the problem and to bring an efficient solution. And for this reason, maybe you also jump in the solar panel. No, in the, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. So I, I mentioned I mentioned solar just a little bit, and. And so uh, in 08, you know, it wasn't um, so viable. Really in 08, the panel producers were developing solar fields or solar plants to do something with the panels they produced. And over time, the panels have gotten so cheap and the construction has gotten so efficient that it's actually as cheap or cheaper to produce a megawatt of solar as it is a gas power plant to burn it and produce it, which is a huge thing for solar. And so now, right now, um, when you look at the past three years of solar, um, and let me catch you up on our on our volume at this point, right? And and as you as you slowly get into 15, you know, from from uh, from that low point of 10, 11 of of about 200 million, we've grown to about a billion by the time you get to 15, 16. So we're we're a decent size, right? Right, yeah, so it's uh, it's a hustle, right? And so, in between there, you know, you have a lot of a lot of a couple things that happen. And so I'll get the solar because solar scales a little, you know, in between eight, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen scales a little differently. But in between eleven to fifteen, we had two things happen that was really cool. And this is all about answering the phone and, and, and taking advantage of opportunities. Is my dad had a has a buddy in the industry and says, "Hey, you, you want to buy a company?" We're like. I mean, yeah, we don't have a lot of money right now. It's 11. Who's got cash? Just come and listen. Okay, we'll come and listen. And so we get there, and there's a company that's owned by a publicly traded company. This is all you can read this in the newspaper. It's owned by a publicly traded company, but they don't want to be in the construction business. And so they say, we want you to, to finish the work. We don't want to – we'll cut off the liability with where you guys start, and you're liable for maybe a little bit more. And, uh, and, 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 you know, they, they don't have much work so, sold. And I'm like, well, that means you should, you're just talking about overhead we're going to be adding. And so um, the guy goes, well, how much is it worth? 
And my dad says, how do I, how do I tell a, put a value on really nothing but overhead and your sales are maybe soft at best and you have a little bit to finish and a uh, smart British guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, there are numbers less than zero. And I'm like, and we're all like, okay, the riddle is they're willing to pay us to take this company. Wow. And sure enough, they paid us and it's in the, it's in the, it's in a report. They paid us $4 million to take the company. <laughs> right. Hilarious. And then, and then in true Moss luck, and some people would say preparedness versus opportunity, you know, whatever it is, but we end up selling, you know, $200 million of the work, like the first six months of owning that company. Wow. Um, and so that, that was amazing. Changed the brand to Moss. Um, then the second, the second transaction, so we did two of these, and we're not big transaction people, but the second transaction, as we're signing the papers for that transaction, someone calls us and says, hey, would you come down and do just a brief introduction to your company? And we're like, okay, I don't know what that's about. But, and we had, we had, had kind of partnered with this group to, to build a jail up in Vermont or New Hampshire, and I can't, can't remember, but they want to know more about us. And so did it. Felt weird because they started asking us questions that were like, wow, that's an interesting question. I didn't feel like they want us to build for us, but we kind of moved out of our business, right? And, and kept on going about our business. And a month later, I said, we want you to now do another presentation again. Okay, all right. And at that presentation where we're telling all the information about the company, they said, listen, um, we have a construction company ourselves. Okay, knew that. We do only military housing and stick-built apartments. We're getting more into commercial, and what we would like to do is buy uh, a portion, of, a minority share of your business. That's about the craziest thing we ever heard of, right? Because why do you want a minority share of a construction business when you know you have to operate these businesses? It's an operating business. It's not one of those you just kind of let go and hope that someone, you know, that's kind of a that's an odd thing to do. And so we said, well, okay, that's say more and. Then they said, well, we're going to give you 65 people. We're going to give you an office in El Paso, uh, San Diego, and Hawaii. Okay. <laughs> and then we're going to give you work every year as well. Okay. And you're still going to pay us for the shares. Yes. Okay. Oh my and so the next transaction happened. That's how we got, that's how we got west fast. It, it would have taken us to get an office in Hawaii and San Diego and El Paso, which we've moved the El Paso one now to Dallas, that would have taken 20 years. Yeah, it's called, but, 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 but these are a fantastic proof when, that when you have the perfect system, the perfect design of company with a perfect culture, people yeah, yeah. come to you because this, this is the magic. It's not some, trust me, there are people in the state that have the money maybe to invest, but they are not looking for money. Look, they were yeah. looking in both cases for talent to yeah, someone yeah. that can transform this business. So I think that was really smart, the way how you change from a corporate company and start yeah. your own company, creating this solution company with yeah, yeah. all these uh, managing best practices in management that are able to transform, not just, again, one company in, in con a panel, solar panel, this and that, so it's, it's, it's fantastic. So I think, yeah. I, I also think that at the end of the day, Scott, Part of the, the beauty is that when you are building something that is, is, makes sense and is productive, there are so many op other open doors that arrive. Because yeah, correct. 
So this yeah. magic, also the people that work in your company are so happy, so enthusiastic, so passionate about what they're doing that yeah. this is contagious. So people talk and, and, and this part of the magic, I think. So yeah, yeah. The full engagement is key because they're all bought into, and this is this phrase we use all the time in our business or actually in our company is always be closing. Always be closing issues, always be closing talent, always be closing new work. If you do those three things every day, every week, every month, we will be busy forever. <laughs> and so because the teams are always closing, I don't ever have to worry. I mean, right now we have 80 jobs. Not one job is behind schedule. Not one. And so now all of that capacity or all that capacity that I would be worried about is our leadership teams now focus forward. Not worried about problem jobs. We're focused forward. And uh, operational excellence is, uh, is what really drives the business. And then we get a chance to really do some fun stuff with, with, uh, with the rest of the business. Agree. Okay, I need to jump in, in some questions, Scott. How old are you right now? How am I? Yes, how old? How old am I or how am I? Oh, I don't know, how old are you? How old, are how old you? am I? I'm 47. 47. Uh, no, 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 I, one year off. I'm 46. I'll be 47 in August. Yeah. Okay. Hey, yeah. Do you remember when was the first time you making money? At what age? And what, where, uh, what work were you doing? I was 17. Okay. I was 17. <laughs> and what and, did you sell? <laughs> uh, my, dad, my dad had me. Um, I, was, I was an athlete in, in school, so I, a big team sports guy, and I would work out a lot. And so um, – there was a job site right near uh, Sawgrass Mills Mall. You've probably been there. Huge mall, mile and a half long. My job was to track the asphalt and also track the, uh, the wood floor. The wood floor there is a mile long, I think. And so I colored pretty much for my first job. Uh, okay, okay, maps, good, good, right? good. Um, but then from then on, I probably work every Christmas or summer either laying out, laying out piles like where, where, the, where the foundations would go or working in a concrete crew until I was 23 when I graduated college. Okay. And, and at what age did you start working in this construction field? 17. 17. 17. Got it, got it. 17. Okay. Do you have any first entrepreneurial business before or you just jumped from the university? No, I am, uh, I, when, when you think of entrepreneur, I'm a little different. I'm the upside of entrepreneuring. Uh, my brother is the way, way more out-of-the-box artist entrepreneur. I mean, riverboat gambler, I would call him. And my dad's not very far away. From an entrepreneurial spirit, I'm, I'm more of the leadership. How do we end up doing this? How do we get this done? Communicator, um, uh, how do we arrange this correct? And so I'm about strategy, structure, people, process. Got it. And scale, right? And so... Uh, am I the guy that, that said to dad when we first started, I'm really looking forward to owning my own construction company. That really wasn't my thing. Okay, um, over time, it's been uh, really rewarding because of the impact you can see you making in people's lives, which I always thought I'd have to run for office to do that. But when I think about how I can impact first the 700 people then I think about, okay, if each one has a family of, of two or three, now you're impacting anywhere from 1,400 to 2,100, maybe even 2,800, depending on how many people there is. Then you think about how our jobs are run, all 80 of them. We average 400 people on a job. Whoa. 
That's serious. Now, now you're impacting 30,000, right? And so now when you start to think about, you know, how, how you're impacting the world, way different and way more intimate than running for office and, uh, and, and impacting the world that way. One, 100%. And in fact, remind, remind me, uh, an interview that I have with Carlos Añanos. Carlos Añanos is the, the founder of a, a, a huge company, a Big Cola. It's, it's the kind of the Coca-Cola for Peru and the South, but right now it's in Asia. So it's a, it's a huge company. And he started from yeah. scratch. And I, I, I know that he always has the thought because it's like you, super per, personal people. And I ask, okay, where are you going to run for something? And he's to tell me exactly the same, that you, I discover that what I'm doing in my business is as powerful as being running and maybe more. So uh, and it's, yeah. absolutely true. it's absolutely true. It's, it's a way to, you know, to contribute to, to the country. No, I, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. And, um, and when you look at the work we do in our foundation, um, and, and that's what my brother, my brother's the president of the foundation, does a great job of thinking outside the box of how do we help our communities. And we really focus on the four geographic areas that we are in, South Florida, Mid Florida, Dallas, Hawaii. Um, and, and when you think about the impact we can make in people's lives, it's just unbelievable. 100%. Yeah. Okay, what is, the, what is the biggest success in your life so far, brother? I, I married Kate Moss. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's a compliment to both Kate Mosses, by no, the way. No, no. Um, we, need, we, need, we, we need to tell to the world how we met. <laughs> <laughs> so, the first thing that we were sharing is I just met my actual uh, wife, and I was yeah. like, look at this brother, look at this woman. I said, oh, my God. And when we left, we had the same car and beautiful woman, so we oh, have yeah. so many things in common. Oh, we yeah, had a lot in common, right? right? We, both, we both outkicked our coverage dramatically. <laughs> Dramatically. I mean, this is uh, Reggie Roby. If you remember the Dolphins, Reggie Roby. Yeah, I mean, big punt, huge. Uh, and she has been, she has been my, uh, probably my favorite, I mean, my best mentor around communication, uh, authenticity, um, uh, being good emotionally. Right? So she has been a wonderful mentor. And I've had a lot of coaches. And I still, to this day, I keep a coach on, on uh, figuring out who I need to be for not only not only for the company but for my family in different stages, right? Uh, because it you know things progress, things change, and so um, and I've heard one of my it's kind of weird how I met this guy, but uh, I heard a great saying: uh, success has many fathers, right? And so my dad has been a great mentor, but uh, when success has many fathers means that that my quarterback coach who texts me still to this day. Um, is someone I'm in touch with, right? Uh, I, I, unfortunately, my head coach passed away because uh, of cancer, but I still remember some of his thought process. Uh, my basketball coach, I remember him. Uh, I actually work with my junior high and high school best friend. And so he was a mentor even in high school. And then today he still mentors me. And so um, I, I, I consider Ricardo a mentor. Right? And so <laughs> Uh, on uh, on on total on total smoothness and and all that. So so I, I like to. Everyone has these great experiences that you don't have to go learn and do yourself. You can get and glean so much information from people. And so um, even when I think about the business, we've had we've had four executive vice presidents move on to different parts of their career, and they have helped the business immensely. And they also helped me from a mentorship perspective. 
I actually call them uncles at one time because they are so important uh, in my life. I love it. Okay, the, the biggest failure in your life, brother, because we have many failure or one big or, you know, tell me a little bit more about that. Um, you know, my biggest failure uh, to date is we had a client that um, he called uh, anxious, angry, and we were totally misaligned on what we thought the expectations of the project were, the contract, everything. And in haste, both of us went down a path of uh, disagreement. And that's my biggest failure is not taking, a, not taking a breath and saying, you know, let me go figure out this person's perspective, just one more, two more heartbeats, and go see face to face. And unfortunately, that phone call ended up costing, costing Moss a decent amount of money. Um, and uh, it was just because I didn't listen good enough. And so that would be my, my biggest failure. Yeah. Yeah, and and it's, a, it's a good thanks, thanks for bringing it up. I appreciate it, Ricardo. Appreciate that. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't thought about that one in a while, but I, I, you brought me there. It's a nice it's a nice it, 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 it is a Friday, so I guess I'm ready to start drinking, right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, one more question. Um, do you have an amount of money, brother, to stop working, or you're going to do it forever? Um... So that's a that's a fan that's a you know the relationship with money and working has gotten different over time um you know you do it, it, so that the, the business is all about perpetuity right and and so if the business is about perpetuity perpetuity then it's about setting it up and making sure the business can can continue on without you right and do that in a meaningful way. So that means you have to get out of the way so someone else can leave. And so to me, it's not going to be going to be about money. It's going to be about timing and time, right? Um, my father uh, named me president in 2011. Um, did not seek a bunch of input from me. He just said, okay, you're president now, uh, which is hilarious, right? Uh, love, love him. He actually surprised the whole company, the whole leadership group and said, okay, in two years, Scott's going to be president. And all of us were at breakfast and I think, I think a couple of scrambled eggs hit tables uh, then. So it was perfect. Um, but, you know, and it was great because Bob was great at shared leadership, right? And so into this day at 73, you know, he's fired up. He's still, even in the middle of a pandemic, he's coming to work probably two to three weeks a day, fired up and ready to go, right? He's and, a rock. You know what? He's a rock. I need to interview him. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. Yeah, he'll be off the charts, man. You, you know, your father, he's, you know. Yeah, he's legit. Uh, he's legit. <laughs> and, and grew up, you know, grew up very middle to lower middle, middle class economic situation, right? And so um, it's a long way away from where he But the, but the energy that he, this man has is oh, incredible. So I, I, I met him in his office and he stand up and he's like a military super energy. Hello, how are you? Super, super strong. Oh my God. So super. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's getting after it. I mean, yeah. And he'll get fired up. If, if one of our trucks is dirty, oh, he'll be, he's fired up. Don't be driving around a dirty truck with his name on it. That doesn't work. <laughs> right. Um, and so he gets fired up. Um, and so, and so when you think about time and timing, it's not going to be about, how long do I want to work? It's going to be, am I the right person for the company at that particular time? Um, and, and personally, you know, 
where where have where are me me and my me and Kate Monster, you know, at, at that point, <laughs> right? And so it's not going to be about money, um, and and so that fortunately that's not the issue, right? Um, it's going to be about what what does the company need, and uh, and we do have a board set up, so I'll have a, always have a role as a board, um, but then. Uh, you know, and, and well, well, you know what, Scott, this is something that people can smell and imagine as a team that they know that the leader is ready to give the position to the best that can do yeah. the play. It's a fantastic, it's fantastic because in yeah. some way, you know, it's maybe some other in the office have an, a, an inspiration or you know, aspiration for, you know, to jump, but it's yeah. nice that you are, you know, preparing, giving the tools, giving inspiration and you have yeah. no attached. What you want is the best for the company, and if the best is to stay there, of course. And it's not, and I agree one hundred percent. Doesn't have to be money. So keep working. I think it's something that we're gonna do forever and helping. And it's not about money it's because yeah. it's our passion. So it's what you're. Yeah, yeah it, 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 and and it is. And I, uh, I think I'm gonna always help in general. Um, but my golf game is almost like work, a four-letter word. So so <laughs> it, it, it still will provide plenty of work, if you will. Uh, okay, okay, for sure. Okay, the best advice someone give you. Oh wow, the best advice someone gave me. Um, and and it's uh, my dad. It's not uh, what happens in life to you; it's how you react to it. I'm fantastic for this moment. Right? I love it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee has always said, "There's a choice in there. Um, you can't change what's just happened. You can control." how you think about it and in how you behave around it. And so uh, it's fantastic. I mean, great advice. It's changed, uh, it's changed my world. And as a teenager, I got tired of hearing it um, just for the record, <laughs> but as a young adult, it really made a, a big difference in my career. Love it. Do you have someone that is an inspirational legend? Inspirational Le legend, but probably your father for sure. Yeah, yeah, dad, dad definitely is. Um, I actually work uh, for two of them. I work, I work with two of them right now. Uh, and, and, uh, and those two really inspire me to be better and better. And so we work together um, and, and they are they're amazing people. Um, and so what an honor it is to work with two people that- um, you admire that rock it out, right? 100%. And, and we work together. Um, what, so. One more thing, Scott, uh, do you do exercise every single day or how many days a week? Uh, it, it, it's varied with my travel schedule. So uh, with COVID and, and the pandemic, uh, clearly it's, uh, I'm, I'm an everyday kind of Peloton guy, uh, just getting back into it. I, I had done it before, but then my, my gym shut down where I had my Peloton bike. So then I had to order one. So I've been part of their, uh, their massive stock increase. Um, so I, I like Peloton. It's a great, it's great. And then if Orange Theory is open, I like Orange Theory too. Got it. At what time do you go to sleep? 11, I try and be in bed. I wake up? 11, uh, varied anywhere from 5.50 to the latest 7. I'd be sleeping in. This is something that every single um, you know, leader is doing. They wake up well, early. And, and, I, and I, um, I track my sleep to uh, track my eating and, and think about 
how I'm treating uh, my body so I can continue on. And, and then uh, that little bit of data forces you to go to bed earlier and earlier and, and you know, drink a little bit less and less, right? Amazing. If you need to give uh, an advice for, for a, a book, what book do you recommend? Oh, one book. I, I think, uh, wow, one book. I think my favorite lately is uh, Never Split the Difference. And it's how to, how to negotiate like your life depends on it. Why do I like that book is, is because it teaches us first how to listen really well the first four chapters. And, uh, and that's what I liked about that book because I think that's an art that's missing in our culture is to, I think we've gotten so fast that we're thinking about how we're going to respond instead of listening to someone's emotion and also to ask for clarifying uh, conditions or emotions. Uh, and, in some, and in some ways is uh, combined with this bad experience that you had that maybe yes. oh yeah very much so thank you yeah you brought me back there i really appreciate that thank you <laughs> thank you i really appreciate that brother i can always count on you yes yes <laughs> last question last question we start drinking okay one advice okay. the, the advice for people that are listening to this, this is the last question so what is the advice that you give to the people that are listening and super sad and you know in some way super deep in the in situation yeah i think um the advice i guess the that in especially in this time that is hard to understand is and, and, and each culture is a little different so if you go in the south they're a little bit better at this than we are in south florida or or maybe in, when I go to Dallas, I, I see this, is it just take time to talk to absolute strangers and give a little bit of empathy uh, about where each person is because I think with ha the fast-pacedness of, of big cities and big metropolises, people forget there's people involved in everything we do. So as you order the next time, look into your server's eye and say, how are you doing, right? And take that extra beat to whomever you're with just to be present and feel that human energy, which I think we get more and more cut off from, whether it be text, whether it be email, whether it be phone calls. And, and I think was, what's crazy about the Zoom and, and, and Teams and everything else is I think you rarely do you ever talk this closely. <laughs> right? Like, really, right? I mean, I mean, and so um, I think that's a great part of, of this particular um, time is you're starting to get, and, and so now what I try and do, I try and do this humanly with a person at Starbucks behind a mask, or I've been out to feel, I've been out, you know, talking to people at solar fields and, and, and to look into their eyes and say, how are you doing? Um, and, and, and then to take that present pause and say, I need to really answer that question. And wait and be silent. Don't just say, how are you doing and expect some rote answer. Be silent and be present. Scott, uh, you have no idea how grateful I am for this interview. And let me tell you one thing. I always told you that you are super gentle, super nice, super, it's in, as a brother, it's incredible. Awesome. But even, the, the, even the, the, this advice, brother, that you are giving, so you're working in a company that is also about math, numbers, uh, hard right. things, and you're right. su such a human person. It's yeah. incredible. So I, I'm really, really happy to, to, you know, to be able to share this with the people that don't know you. 
And again, thank you, brother. I love you. Thank you for this interview and for inspiring so many people. One of them is me, okay? All so, right. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Take care. See ya.